Welcome to the March 26th edition of One Nation Radio here on Lords of Pain. I am your host, Rich Latta, of course, with my co-host, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Not much, man. Uh, We were just having a quick conversation before we started running the show immediately after SmackDown. So, yeah, bro, like, you gotta gotta let me know and let me figure out, like... When like when Temptation Island like when that shit hits on demand or something because I have to watch a whole episode of this because like you know I love me some bad uh, reality television whenever I can get it and this 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 looks like it hits the spot. <laughs> all the melodrama, all the overacting, all of all of the fake, all of the fake stories and, and fabrication of reality. I I I need to, I need some of this. Hey, I'm not going front. Temptation Island does look lit. Look lit from the couple previews I've seen, and usually I'll catch like three to five minutes. Like after I'm watching uh, SmackDown, I'll, it'll just sit on the station for a little bit, and I'm like, huh, okay, I, I see what they're doing here, and, and then I just kind of move on. But I, I would be interested in checking that out uh, as well. It can't be any worse than uh, the World Wrestling Federation uh, these last two days. My God. Especially from a especially from a storytelling uh, standpoint, definitely. Holy shit! Yeah, um, Raw was just absolutely dreadful. SmackDown just I I didn't think it was necessarily bad, but I didn't really, you know, it seems like nothing sunk in for me. So <laughs> Raw, Raw, okay, so SmackDown had good wrestling on it, right? Like this, like Charlotte and Sasha, Charlotte and Sasha, Charlotte and um and Oscar went out there and had a Oscar Charlotte match, right? And then a lot of the, uh, almost all of the content was very good. So, like, I don't think I've ever, how do I say this? I don't think I've ever saw so much good wrestling on a WWE show and then came away, like, thinking about, like, the bigger picture and then, like, so. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 a bunch of good wrestling on a two-hour show. Like, you know, most times, you're like, you know, that's, you, you kill for that, right? And you still, like, as it's happening, you're just like, wait, so why? But why though? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I was like thinking about Monday Night Raw when I was watching it. I felt like I was being um, tortured. I felt like I was watching a company just, they're in a position right now where they're Nothing just trying happened. to, they're just trying to flame, like they're on fumes right now, uh, trying to get to WrestleMania. Uh, which means it feels like that. Do you yeah, it feels like that. But then you remember, like, yeah, they like didn't actually have any real plans in place. Um, and they keep changing their minds on stuff as they go to it. So it's like it's not so much running out of out of uh running out of fuse as much as it is like they've been throwing shit at the wall, hoping it's been sticking for the past ten weeks. And now we're now we're up to you know it's crunch time. I've never and- watched WWE in the way we've done it since we started doing this show. How's and, that? And which is like very meticulous segment by segment, documenting everything they do. Oh yeah. Usually I can just like turn my brain off for a couple things, yeah. stare at my phone or yeah. something like that. But when you, you watch segment per segment, you see what's advertised, what mm-hmm. happens, what doesn't happen, what, what is going on to, to protect people and what they are trying to move the storylines forward with. This whole thing just gets like, Yo, I don't know how I can continue watching this. Like, <laughs> like I, I would say this. Um, 
I would say that I feel like it was a big advantage that me and you, um, before we only had the Social Suplex Network or Podcast Network show, where we were doing shows typically on Sundays, or if so, a couple days removed from um, the stuff. As opposed to now, we're doing these shows. We have, you know, we write notes on them, or we take, you know, take mental uh, or we mentally, you know, put some energy into remembering what, what the hell they did for over the weeks in greater detail than before. And we're fresher and we're closer to after the stuff just finishes. So you get more of our visceral reactions supposed to thinking about it and kind of like, you know, climbing down off the ledge. Uh, yeah, I. Raw Smackdown, especially, but especially Raw is definitely a show that is meant to be watched with a phone in your hand while you're passively listening to um, Cole's elevo- elevator music between uh Renee's, you know, aw shucks, aw shucks, this uh, deer in headlights, this and um, Graves' bombast and jackassery. So um, you're really, you're really meant to look, be looking at your phone or whatever else as you hear the commentary. And then when, when you know, <laughs> when uh, Cole decides to raise his voice while you know he's just dead behind the eyes at the same time, <laughs> that's when you're supposed to look up from your phone and be like, oh, the finish is coming. Like Michael Cole, he died ten years ago. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, like, like he, he's he, he, he is definitely he is definitely hoard out his soul. Yes, uh, he definitely, definitely. Like Michael yeah. Cole, he's like that man's been replaced with a with an yeah. alien there, or a robot yeah. or something. Yeah, maybe Cole's in the second place. Yeah, free Michael you know, Cole. Yeah. Yeah, um, sure. Free Michael Cole. Yeah, yeah. Free, look, free him from this job. <laughs> uh, free him. Look, free him from Vince McMahon and Kevin Dunn's production uh, and, and directing. Good uh, yeah. God. So, yeah, man. I. But yeah, like the show is not meant to be. You're not supposed to pay attention to it. It's supposed to be something that just happens, and they do stuff, and you just oh, you just not along with it, and you keep on going, and you keep watching, and keep tuned, and then you give them a rating. Uh, it's not meant to like be compared to anything else you watch as far as from At a media all. presentation. Uh, or storytelling presentation, not a comic book, not a movie, not a TV show, not a uh, not nothing, not a not a novel, not a work of fiction, not a you know nothing. Not it's just mm-mm. it's 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 twists and turns for the sake of doing twists and turns because we have way too much television because we get paid to have more television than we should, uh, and instead of you know. It's, it's a whole bunch of like circling the drain just to get to the finish line, even though there is no finish line because this is a this it's a never ending no story. Ending. It's a never ending story. Yeah, it's just it's just we, we you know we we run off we, you know we keep crash we keep crashing towards the uh, mountain until it's time to crash towards the next mountain. Uh, we have our moments where we actually pull it off, and we have other moments where we do something and we undo it. We advertise matches. We change our mind. Uh, and it's been even worse over these last uh like it's like, been insane like the way they've weeks. disrespected the 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 brand split the way they've um baited and switched matches the way they've at, like promoted stuff and not followed through on it the way they've just just literally broken all the like you have rules in place to make things like 
kind of makes sense. So when there it's are no rule, when there it's are structure. no rules in place, right. and <laughs> there's like, okay, I don't know what to care about anymore, and I should never care about any of this booking because literally, someone it, it could, the rug could just be pulled from underneath you yep. uh, at, at any moment on this thing. Yep. Uh, I mean. Not, nothing matters. Like in the, in the, you said it. Like there are rules in place for you to know whether to to give you structure so that you don't just go off and like, like you're supposed crap. to brush up against the rules. Like not yeah. like just disregard them. Or you use those to set to set uh, limits, expectations to educate your fan base, and then whenever you do it, and then once you break the rule once or twice, it adds to the story to make things more compelling. Whereas, like for example, they set up the brand split. And then Randy, uh, and then going into SummerSlam 2016, and then Randy, after you have Heyman and Lesnar, Lesnar uh, cut that promo, Orton shows up on Raw and RKO's Orton. That's cool. Now, Samoa Joe's on Raw, uh, Becky's on Raw, uh, Charlotte's on Raw, Ray's going to be on Raw next week, uh, Angle was on, was on SmackDown today. Uh, you know, it's Sasha just... Sasha Bailey it's last of, week, it's just... Yeah. Yeah, like who, who? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, if the storyline is all right, well, we're trying to use, we're just doing this because we're eventually going to get a, get rid of, you know, some of these titles and stop having you know two smack or two tag t- champions and uh, a U.S. champion and an intercontinental champion. Cool. Ain't none of this stuff have nothing to do with none of that. Like all, you know, they're they're just. I mean, maybe it is with without or maybe it's a. Maybe it's, I'm sure it's a unification match now for the women's title, titles, um, and that's where we're going. But that's for one thing. Like, where is that? Like, there is no Samoa Joe versus Finn Balor at WrestleMania. It's, or sorry, or uh, Samoa Joe versus uh, Lashley. I forgot he was a freaking Intercontinental Champion. They're, they're gonna have matches. Like, nothing. Just there's no there's no Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. There's none of that. They just just. They just doing shit just to do it. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the show. Uh, as you guys are going to notice, I hated this show. Uh, so, <laughs> like, off rip. Uh, so Rhonda says, uh, all this shit is a gimmick. Uh, I missed, like, the first, like, couple minutes she was out there. I heard she, like, kind of shook up when they started chanting for Becky, and she had this look in her eye like she was going to cry, uh, according to my Twitter timeline. Uh, Rhonda said, all this shit is a gimmick, and she doesn't even know what the rules to this match are. Uh, James, have you ever competed in any type of beat the clock challenge? Uh, no, I have never competed in a beat the clock challenge. I'm confused on what you're really trying to ask me. Sir. <laughs> so Becky was out, uh, to big cheers. Uh, she says, stop being a weirdo. You came in with your big money contract, uh, and yawned. Um, you know, yawn, 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 and you wrestled the best, quote unquote best, and no one cared until the man came around. Um, and she said she's the best thing that ever happened to Ronda. And if you think about it, she had title matches against Nia Jax, Alexa Bliss, Nikki. Maybe Becky was on to something there. Uh, Becky says she's saved Ronda's title run and she makes her better. Becky said that Ronda knows the finish, and, well, you know, I was wondering, well, how would Ronda know the finish? I thought it was fake. So, um, she says, you know, my title, uh, your title will be over my head, and your skull will be underneath my foot, something to that uh, extent. 
Becky and um, Ronda are kind of dressed to fight, essentially. And then Charlotte comes out here ridiculously overdressed in her normal ring gear with, with the robe. Like, just the absurd robe on. Uh, and then Charlotte says, uh, the women are the main event, not because of Becky the last six months, not because of what Ronda's done. It's her the last seven, and she was handpicked to main event, and she did a horrible woo, like her voice was uh, going to crack. Okay, so what year did Charlotte debut on the main roster? 2015. Um, How long ago was that? That's like four years ago. So what the fuck is she talking about about seven years? Maybe she's trying to talk about the whole time she's been training to wrestle, but I, as far as I knew, I thought she reported to NXT after WrestleMania 29. I could be mistaken, but... So that still wouldn't be seven years. Correct. And maybe she trained like a year before that, but I don't know how, how the average person would know this. Like, I know that because I know Charlotte's story. She did. Right, but they say that she was handpicked, meaning like, you know, upset, I mean... Maybe who knows? Cause they're so shitty. They're such shitty t- storytellers. But they're supposed to mean like the McMahon slash, right. right? Yeah, I would. I would assume so. But she didn't have a job in seven years. Ago. What the fuck? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> like this is fucking stupid. And then continue. we got to the stupidest match that I think <clears throat> I've ever seen: the beat the clock challenge between. Uh, I don't even know who was between is because who's really competing in it. Was it only Ronda, Charlotte and Becky competing in it? Or were the riot squad a part of it too? Were they trying to win or were they just trying to survive and make the matches go longer? Better question, right? What did any of them get by? Who, okay. So those three had to beat the cut challenge. What did any of them win by doing it? Not a fucking thing. Oh, so like we said, they just doing shit just to do shit. Just to do shit. Okay. Um, so Sarah Logan opened the match. She decided to run all around the ring, and Ronda proceeded to have a fake wrestling match with her and get put in a fake hold. And she got free, and then gave her a knee and an arm bar for the win. Uh, a little over a minute and a half, if I'm not mistaken. Up next was Charlotte and Ruby Riot. They proceeded to just have a one minute match and then stop wrestling when the the clock didn't go off in time when she when Ruby was in the hold. So um, after that, <laughs> it was Becky versus Liv. Charlotte was pissed. Charlotte. Uh, booted Becky and at this point I wrote in my my notes this match exposes the business Uh, (laughs) and Becky wins uh, with a jackknife cover Ronda cuts an insane promo uh, that ended the segment but she didn't have a mic so the mic the uh, camera or the microphone didn't really pick it up but the cameras did and she said something about a fetal position and crawling before her feet and all this other Ronda Rousey lunacy that uh, she's been displaying in her promos since October um, after that, we got Finn Balor versus Leo Rush and Bobby, uh, Lashley, or so we thought, uh, I looked up and Jinder Mahal was on the apron. <laughs> uh, at this one, I hoped this wasn't their way of getting Jinder Mahal in a title match at WrestleMania because these people were not to be trusted. Uh, Balor carried these sorry ass dudes, uh, to go ahead. Quick question. What was the subterfuge for how they ended up not doing Leo Rush and bring and installing uh, gender instead? No idea. I looked up and gender was on the apron. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, guess, yeah, I guess, sounds, I guess, that sounds like something they do. Like, <laughs> like Why? I, cause fuck you. Yeah, because fuck you. Like I don't know. Um, so Balor carried you. Sorry, as no, no, one, no, no, wait, wait, sorry, no, one, sorry, but no one then they probably be like, who's say that? Who's to say that wasn't Leo Rush up there with, with Bobby Lashley? Okay, so so apparently, um, 
the the whole deal was and you know like i said i was looking at my phone but apparently the deal was leo rush was supposed to be lashley's partner but he said he wasn't cleared to compete because of what braun Strowman did to him last week so he, he found a new partner instead what did what did what did he do to him last week? He just beat him up with his normal move, right? I think uh, last week he ran and speared him through the. No. Or was that, that a couple was like, weeks ago? That was like two, three weeks ago. See, this is all blur, everybody. No, okay, so uh, if I remember correctly, um, so last week they had a match, right? They had a singles match. Or I'm sorry, they had a tag match between Balor and a surprise guest versus Braun Strowman. Lashley and Rush. And it turned out to be Braun Strowman. And then uh, uh, Strowman won by just beating up, by tossing around uh, Rush and then giving him the power slam. That move where he ended up getting uh, sent through the uh, the deal, and that was weeks ago. That was like That was like two to three weeks ago. Man. Um, so, so after that, um, they cut to Times Square, uh, where Elias is at. Not a single person gives a single fuck about him. They're just walking him by. He's wearing kimono. Uh, some geek walked up to him. Uh, Elias asked, can he sing? Then Buddy hit a note immediately. Like everyone in New York City is talented. Every waiter in LA is, is an incredible actor. Uh, Elias immediately cut that dude off and was like, "Nah, like you ain't about to get no type of shine off me." Uh, so Elias, literal street performer, out here. I, I will say this: like these segments, for uh, in a vacuum, they are cute and funny and whatever else. But, you know, it's one of those things that depending on the mood you're in, you will enjoy them more than, than maybe I did at the time. So I'll, I'll, I'll give him slack. I, I, you know, I can see the humor in, like, you know, he all of a sudden, he started making, you know, someone put some money. People think he's a bum. They put money in his cup of coffee. So then he gets the idea on the next thing when he's going to start playing. And then all of a sudden, he's made a bunch of money because he's talented. And all of a sudden, he is robbed. Like, that, that is it. funny. That, that is funny in a vac. That is funny in vacuum. But, like, the show was just like, I, I literally Keisha Cole. I just wanted it to be over. <laughs> Please. <laughs> then it was time to rise the fuck up, and you know what that means. It was Alistair Black. Uh, Rick Shea came out. Revival actually got an entrance this week, and this looked to be the angle to set up the Raw Tag Team Title match at WrestleMania. But nothing was ever uh, mentioned about that. Just uh, Alistair Black and Rick Shea beating the Revival once again. Uh, the crowd oh. chanted NXT. Well, there is more room now that there's not going to be a SmackDown Women's Championship match. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get to that. So, Ooh, boy. Black and Ricochet uh, cleared out the Revival to start. Crowd chain at NXT, but I was thinking, wow. Um, like, damn, the Revival must have really got uh, that main roster funk on them. Like, because all these dudes were big NXT acts, but apparently that's off the memory now. Uh, ended essentially, uh, Alistair Black gave him gave a double black mass, a.k.a. the. Oh, yeah, the double spinning back roundhouse of justice. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember the gimmick uh, that you called it. but <laughs> So they announced uh, the Revival still as the champions after the match, showing that all this shit is dumb because the champions are just still losing and still the champions. Um, and they're being beat cleanly. I uh, mean, it's happening to Samoa Joe, too. He's getting beat. It, it's amazing so. who it happens to and who it doesn't happen to. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's happening to Daniel Bryan left and right. 
I, I was so never mind. We'll get to it later. But I was shocked at the finish that they decided to come up with uh, at the end of SmackDown. And, and, and even there, there's, yeah, we'll get to it. Um, so they uh, Drew was out next. Uh, he said he could have finished off Roman Reigns last week, but he didn't want to. Uh, he said he told the crowd they might not like him, but they must respect him. Uh, he said it was a week was a long time to await an answer, uh, but I don't blame Reigns for taking taking his time. McIntyre replayed what he did to Reigns a couple weeks ago and said, um, you know, they talked about the deal where McIntyre said Reigns beat leukemia, but he can't beat him. McIntyre talked about how he took out that cockroach Dean Ambrose and uh, <laughs> he and essentially uh, he pinned Seth Rollins last week. Then McIntyre spoke to Joe again and asked him if he had put his family through enough already. They already had to watch their daddy fight for their life. And does he really want to put them through that again, knowing he's going to lose? Crowd was pissed. Uh, Roman Reigns' chance followed after that. McIntyre said he was going to stay there all night, and then Roman came out. Uh, Roman stood toe-to-toe with him after that, and then you know Reigns said that Roman accepted accept the challenge, but this next message ain't coming from Roman. And he told him, don't ever talk about my wife and kids like that, then stole them, essentially, which is like, probably like the best character um <laughs> that that you can probably come up for uh roman reigns at this point hey ain't really here to talk i'm gonna just steal you so they brawled after that uh and then mcintyre finally kind of caught him slipping with a low blow so he gave him a claymore kick to wrap it up uh drew mcintyre they're giving him the mega heat they're giving him all the bad guy characteristics down to the low blows down to the, you know, I'm tougher than cancer, all this crazy shit. Like, and you know, what do you think of this James? Same thing as last week. Like it's very well delivered. Um, and he's believable. Just look at him. But at the same time, I'm just like, When you go, okay, last week you said, you know, you may have survived, can't, you may have been cancer, but you can't beat me. And then this week is like, he says, you know, think about what you just put your family through by beating, you know, alluding to him beating cancer. And he said, do you want to really want to put your family through that again by, you know, by testing me? And I'm just like, I'm still on the same thing. Like, fuck you, fuck you, Vince, fuck WWE, fuck all of y'all backstage are trying to try to trying to push it this, that anybody, I don't give a damn how evil they're supposed to be, will think that they're ba- they're bigger and better than motherfucking cancer. That's bullshit. Get the fuck, <laughs> get that the fuck off my TV screen. I- I'm tired of this shit. Like, he just got back in the arguments. And then, Roman slaps him in the mouth, and he gets his ass beat. I'm just like, yo, I can't, like... Gotta get the heat. I understand. They got heat on him two weeks ago. <laughs> he, beat him, he beat him up so bad he was on team for a week. He has to beat him twice. He has to leave Roman land twice in a row. Uh, look, man, Roman's going right. to <laughs> win. He should win, but the problem is this, Rich. Didn't we just, didn't we, what did we do with Roman Reigns last year at going into WrestleMania? They beat him and beat him and beat him and beat him. They suspended him, and he came back, and they beat him some more. And then when they got to WrestleMania, they bust his head open to the white meat. <laughs> okay, so let's just imagine. Let's just move. Let's just not even acknowledge the WrestleMania finish. They beat the piss out of him left and right. Man, look like look made him look less and less and less uh like like a like a you know like a viable threat to, to Brock Lesnar. He got I kept getting duped and outsmarted left and right. 
So what happens here? He gets jumped. He gets his ass beat. He shows up next week face-to-face. He gets a steal off on somebody, and he ends up getting left lane after getting a steal off on somebody. I'm sorry. Why am I supposed to say, Why am I supposed to care about this fucking loser? Hey, uh, Roman Reigns is a bum of the week nominee here. That oh, mean, yes, that, that yes. means that means isn't that a little John Rule? If I'm not mistaken, yes. <laughs> that's my point. That I, this is why I hate this shit. It's like, look, man, like you can say what you want to about he's going to get his win back, whatever else. Uh, yeah, and then what? After after we saw him for weeks getting it looking like a biatch. Yeah, yeah. You you would think that would make him whole, but I, I this show no. this, this show's gonna be so long. Like this could go like eight minutes or something. And you know like, why? And you know why ultimately it doesn't make him whole? Why not? Because we saw what they did with, with McIntyre in December and January, and in and in a rumble when he gets his ass thrown out like he was a piece like nothing. There was no storyline for him getting thrown out. He was protected. He was thrown out just like anybody else. He was thrown out just like he was Dolph Ziggler. Like, like he geek. was uh, Finn Balor, Mustafa Ali, anybody else that didn't fucking matter. And now all of a sudden he's challenging him, the top guy in the company, returning off of cancer. And, and, and okay, whatever. Cool. All so, right. All right. So, uh, okay, great. So Dean Ambrose was hanging out in the back. He was upset that Drew called him a cockroach. Uh, he should be mad about the ass whooping of the decade that he got uh, the last time we saw him on TV. Um, and he was, uh, you know, he challenged McIntyre to one more match, a last man standing match. I was like, wow, Dean Ambrose is determined to die out here. And this must be the write off. So, uh, McIntyre, he said, uh, he didn't even know how Ambrose was standing, but he promised that he wouldn't be after tonight up next. Uh, he had Natalia and Sasha Banks, uh, but it was, a uh, de- oh, wait, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. This is still on McIntyre before we move to McIntyre. Okay. So. We expect him to lose to Roman at WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Okay. So why the fuck did he beat Seth last week? Because this company cannot be held responsible for what they do week to week. So why would anybody watch this and, and, and say that it's good? Because they're either shills or in the company's pocket or they're insulted that you call what they love stupid and feel like it's a personal shot at them that they need to defend. Okay. Um, (laughs) So after that, we had Natalia against Sasha Banks. There was a DQ finish. Uh, You know, Bailey got jumped on the outside of the ring by Tamina and Nia because, of course, Phoenix came out and uh, hit Tamina with a glam slam. Crowd chanting, you still got it. And after that, you know, they announced. Yeah, bro. Uh, I must say, um, Beth Phoenix looks like she ain't like, it like she never left. Like, the like everything looks the same. I'm not going to go no further than that, but everything looks exactly the same. Uh, and I hope, you know, I can't wait to see, uh, I can't wait to see her. Um, try to help N- Natalia and and Sasha and Bailey try to carry these four buffoons. I can't wait. So after that, we got and by buffoons. I mean wrestling buffoons. I, I'm not making anything. I'm not saying anything about the mother outside of them being just wrestling dummies. They're wrestling dummies. Go ahead. Uh, so after that, they talked about uh, Jim and Bret Hart, or Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Bret Hart, the Hart Foundation going to Hall of Fame. Uh, played a nice video package. Uh, so Bret Hart. Also, a two-time Hall of Famer going in this year, along with two-time Hall of Famer Booker T and two-time Hall of Famer Shawn Michaels. So, so what? We, so, now, we now have four, we're about to have four now, right? Yep, including Flair. So, okay. I, I just want to know who came up with the bright idea to have Brett and Shawn uh, having speeches the same year. 
and going in together at the same time. Oh, probably, uh, probably Triple H. Triple H thinks the shit funny. He thinks it's a game, apparently. <laughs> All right. Like, y'all gonna let Brett go up there. That man gonna shoot. <laughs> y'all ain't gonna like that shit. Um, so, uh, they came back. Natalia was uh, crying in the ring. Crowd uh, was cheering. And, you know, Beth let Natalia have the moment. So, they were backstage after that. And Charlie Caruso asked Angle about facing a tough opponent tonight. And that opponent being Samoa Joe, of course. Uh, Angle appreciated uh, Samoa Joe coming in from SmackDown for the match. He said that uh, this tour wasn't about handshakes. It's about leaving on his terms. Uh, he was honored to fight uh, Chad Gable and Apollo Crews, and he'll be ready for Baron fucking Corbin at WrestleMania, and the whole crowd groaned and booed and was just not receptive, uh, to say the least. Uh, then Baron Corbin came up, mocked him. Uh, Angle told him, to, told him to screw you, and he left. Then hold on, no, 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 no. Yeah, the the words of what he said were just like he just buried Angle with the truth. And all oh yeah, yeah, back, yeah, yeah, he did. The, all, the only the only thing that Angle had to say was "screw you" and walk off. Yep. These are our heroes. Christ. The next up next, we had a moment of disaster, not a moment of bliss. Possibly just this is where I was just throwing my hands in the air and saying this whole thing is stupid. This thing is abysmal. Uh, Alexa Bliss presiding over this. And, and it's not even really Alexa. This is just like, wow, Braun Strowman has just fallen so bad. It's embarrassing. His WrestleMania resume, when you write it down on paper, is comically bad. And um, James has the big eyes right now as I'm saying this. Bruh. So... We were talking about Temptation Island, and the episode we were just watching where they got to like I guess an episode finale where the dude the dude was you know being on was being tempted and had to choose between his longtime significant other and the new girl that was tempting him on the island, and the dude left the girl, uh, left his girl for the new girl, bruh. At the end of this episode, apparently after the time passed, this dude proposed to the new one. To end the show, propose to the new one. Yes. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. I need, I need a season pass for the show. <laughs> so, All right. So, so you were talking about a moment of bliss. I'm sorry. No, no, I, no, I, no. A, a moment of disaster. That's what okay, I was talking about. <laughs> I didn't hate this. I, like, um, I think it's, I think it's, it means nothing at all, right? Like, it's completely worthless. But like. You know, he, you know, they were in Philly last time and he had the Mets hat on. And then, like, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, I don't, I won't disrespect another team with a, with, a, with the Mets hat or whatever else. And you knew they were in Boston, so you already knew where it was coming from a mile away. He's about to pull out a Yankee cap. So, pulls him a Yankee cap. Um, he gets the, you know, just Yankee so sucks creative. Just, just so creative. And, and, right, right, and, right. And so, talk- so just advanced, healed him. And- right, right, right. Uh, yeah, so you see that coming from all the way. I thought, you know, you know, I, I enjoy watching Boston fans get pissed about the, still having an inferiority complex with the Yankees. I still love it. Um, so that's just me. Uh, but like the rest of it was trash. I agree. I agree. But like, I do. I will say this. I believe that uh, Jose to me seems like a person that. Uh, he 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 seems like someone that has watched wrestling or. Uh, or gets wrestling, and he's using it. He's trying to be a. He's trying to be lame, a, a, a lame above it person. And to a degree, he's doing it well. Um, but 
it's just like you you, you still don't want to see him wrestle because why the fuck do you want to see some non wrestling dude wrestle? Yeah, right? I don't want to see him wrestle. I think he's making fun of the business. I think he's like the the way they're like scripting these people is like this is like some kind of joke, and the people that watch it like are jokes. Like, and this well, thing is this whole thing's stupid. And- yeah, but the main event angle. My problem is like the main event angle is also doing that. So it's like, all right, like I don't see. You know what I'm saying? Like, once you start doing this shit with Ronda, like, I understand it's worth to be doing the lower on the car, but at the same time, it's like, every, they're all doing it on Raw. Like, you know, I'm not following the script. Uh, you're talking to the man, not, not, no, you know, these not, people are trying to say it's real. Th- this storyline, they're trying to say it's real. No, I mean, sure, sure it is. Sure it is. Yeah. Uh, so Braun Strowman's and Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Michael Che and Colin Jost announced they are in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Oh yeah. I couldn't Another- give less of a fuck. Braun Strowman has just been <clears throat> literally throw the dirt yeah. on him. What's up to Simon yeah. Cotton who keeps tweeting out the um bra- the timeline of Braun Strowman's just his his de- deconstruction. We went through it a couple we- uh, weeks ago on on the show, and it's just like it's so infuriating. And, um, His WrestleMania also, uh, resume is embarrassing. Yep, absolutely. For someone that's been one of the most, one of the five most over people over the last three years of pro wrestling in WWE, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it, I, I would say um, over the last three WrestleManias. Yeah, I, I, I. Another part about it is like, can we make up our mind what the fuck you want Lesa Bliss to be? Right, like. If if you want to hit me with uh, she's a tweener, then I would ask you. I would say, okay, that's fine. Give me like the moment where it was a signifier to the audience that she had actually a tweener, nothing but just a shitty person that's, that she's always been. She's a comedy uh, heel geek right now. Right, but my part is like, okay, so she is. She's been a piece. She's been a piece of shit for roughly two and a half years or whatever. Uh, but she did the mismatch challenge with one of the biggest baby faces of the last uh, two years, so she has a relationship with with Strowman. So she has, so she's going to use the pool of being a w, of the these two other geeks in the match be, to do a, good, a solid to her friend. Like I, I'm, I'm just like okay, all right. Like my thing is this: she ain't wrestling. Can we just make her a baby face so people actually like her? I don't necessarily like her. I but I see that she's talented, but I know a lot of people like her. So like, can we just turn her face, no. please, since she ain't doing shit? Like no. what 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 is it accomplished about her being a heel? No. She needs to give them wins back and go back down a ladder first. <laughs> then but she's not, she she would have to wrestle to do that first though, right? Right. She ain't wrestling, so, so, so just clear turn her ass. Face. So, Look, so, so clearer then. Like, stop hiding. I don't know if she can be cleared or if she can't be cleared, but if since she can't be doing that, uh, since apparently she can't be doing that right now, how about we turn her face so like she can like you know make the show more pleasant, more easier to easier to watch? Just an idea. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 I don't see it. <clears throat> I, I don't see it because they okay. they they want to basically use her. To where she can say anything as a heel, and if she's a babyface, she's like kind of limited to what where she, she what, can go. What does she say? What does she say? All she does is have these train wreck segments she, all the time. For example, she can't act like she wants to fuck the guests uh, on the show. <laughs> no, 
I'm not saying that's like a bad thing um, that she wouldn't be able to do that, but this yeah, that is just what yeah, they've been doing. That ain't, that ain't moving me, but oh, she won't be, she won't be out here trying to like, <sighs> you know, uh, that don't be like, okay, fine. Like I, I'm okay with there not being like over sexualization in, in wrestling. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. She needs to get them wins back. I, I, I'd like Becky to get one of them too on her. So um, <clears throat> up next, uh, Baron Corbin defeated Apollo Crews. Moving on, um, dude, dude, no, 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 we ain't getting out of it. There, there's no easy way out. Sorry, um, this match went like what five, less than five minutes. Had to go like three, four minutes. Right, it's a rematch of the match from uh, a week ago or a week or two. Yes, literally a week ago. So it was announced last week that the retirement opponent for Kurt Angle will be Baron Corbin, and then later in the show. Apollo Cruz beats Baron Corbin. So this week it's a rematch, and Corbin wins after like being completely uh how do I say this? The match was okay when it was crew it was Apollo doing on offense, being spectacular, showing that she he's sharp and crisp and has something. And then the second he gets cut off, um, and then Corbin takes over. It's just slow, plotting, boring, back to, you know, there's no nothing that you actually want to watch, not exciting. And you're just like, wow, this dude's getting a WrestleMania. That's the guy getting a WrestleMania match, not the other guy that just lost. Yeah. You know, Cor- Corbin. We, <laughs> I ain't even going to say it. Um, up next. Oh, really? The thing you say about meteor quarterbacks? Correct. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's absolutely true. Um, So we had Seth Rollins uh, cutting a promo up next. Just as lame as it gets, I swear to God. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I thought this was a. I thought you know, if a person that me and you think has ne- probably has never cut a really a babyface uh, money promo before, I thought this was. I thought that he put his heart into it. I thought he really tried really really hard and did really well with it. It's just that the crowd didn't buy it because look how they presented it. Uh, Seth Rollins over the last I don't know since the show or since the summer, like. He's always been a second fiddle last guy. He's a second fiddle guy when he won the type or when he won the rumble. He's been a second fiddle guy uh, when he went back to the shield. He's a second fiddle guy when they when they had uh, Dean Ambrose go out there and do that nonsense, right? And that feud. And then um, he's been getting his ass beat left and right by Lesnar. Why would anybody expect? Why would anybody watch this build and be like, "Oh yeah, he's going to win"? They beat Roman at WrestleMania last year, but he's going to win. <laughs> Yeah. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, man. Like, it's the same I... thing. It's like okay, like he's trying. The crowd is half into it because they because that dude has been has been told to you over over and over and over for the last eight months or so. That dude's only at a certain level, and he's not above this level. And that level that he has to get to would be would you know would mean he could get to. Uh, he's fighting above his at- weight right now, and and not in a size form, right, but in a stature right. kind of thing, right. a a level of importance. And this is like pretty much what uh, I scrutinize them for last year by slotting Seth Rollins underneath Roman Reigns uh, in the first half of the year where he was not the person to get the shot at WrestleMania. He was not the person to get the shot at SummerSlam. He had to become to win that white belt, that consolation prize and wrestle in the opening matches of all these shows and do his best essentially. Right. But when it came to it, WWE was telling you all along, 
and nothing has changed with the Reigns, Reigns' dynamic, except that Reigns is doing something else not involving the belt, but we all know where that eventually leads back to, so Rollins is here. I think he has to turn. Oh, sadly turns heel? It, like, mm-hmm. like, if he's going to stay on the same brand as Roman Reigns, he's going to have to turn. I, oh, I don't think they're going to be the same uh, thing anymore. I, th- I think one of them's moving. Uh, probably <clears throat> Roman to SmackDown, um, or eventually, whatever. I, I, I don't know. Um, I just... I'm not buying it. I'm I'm just not like in. They were on. I thought they had something like a couple, a few weeks ago, like three, two, three weeks ago, when they were doing the whole like you know, I'm a fast guy. I'm a fast, quicker guy, smaller guy. And Rome and Lesnar in these, you know, in these matches, I've had more of a struggle with the quicker guys as opposed to the bigger plotting guys because you ain't going out big and out tough. Brock Lesnar, but you can out quick him because he's a big, gigantic dude that can you know that has. Um, quickness issues and also stamina issues. That was that was an interesting story of like what it is, and then like they completely did that, and that was interesting. And they completely said they basically just went, moved on past and said and had him to squash that. So it's now back to square one, and then now it's like, all right, like so you mean to tell me like in the build up to this, like that for this that he's never gonna get anything over on uh, Lesnar, and Lesnar is gonna do more selling in the build. For Finn Balor than for fucking the Royal Rumble winner. All right, cool, great. See you at, see you at WrestleMania. So he said he wanted to be the kind of champion that inspired him when he was little, like Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, or Ric Flair. Even Triple H and John Cena inspired people. James, Triple H inspired you to quit watching wrestling for 11 years. What the fuck is Seth Rollins talking about? Uh, whatever. You know, the, the stuff about how much he loves the business is like, yeah, I'm, uh, look, uh, look, Triple H damn sure did love the business. He loved it so much that he made it his own image. So we can move from there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Said Brock uh, is not the kind of champion that inspires people. Uh, Seth always knew he wanted this match, but he didn't realize until recently how much it meant to all of his fans. Uh, then he mentioned that he was at an autograph signing and every fan uh, had the same message for him. Please beat Brock at WrestleMania. And the best part was the crowd. Like they didn't know what to chant. Like there was half, there was like, first off it was a half. It wasn't a full crowd chant. It was like half of the crowd and one, one. So really like a fourth of the crowd was chanting, uh, slay the beast and the other four, and another fourth of the crowd was chanting uh, burn it down and All I was right. like yo they no. can't like this is just so since he I was like up. he tried because he didn't even start doing that we shit yeah he started doing the we stuff yeah that Mojo Raleigh NXT promo as you mentioned that's exactly yeah like it, it, it's funny because I do that NXT retro show for uh, doing episodes from uh from uh the current week that we're in five years ago and I like, a week or two ago I just went through uh. Mojo Raleigh talking about like him and the fans are we and we are we can do anything when we stay hyped all the time and he kept pinning that we 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 all over again and I all see this French five, five, yes all that French and then in the word in the fr- words of Jeremiah there's no we without you and I anyway <laughs> moving, <laughs> anyway moving on we get five years later five weeks two or five years two weeks later we get Seth Rollins hitting us with that we can burn it down we can slay the beast you know I'm just like all right okay okay Mojo okay yeah sure. man. um so are we gonna have Seth Rollins in a vignette basically backstage about to walk out to the match like in a pre-shot thing there's gonna be a little kid back back there and be like Seth <laughs> <laughs> go get him champ like so, like, so, like he's Bret Hart 
So so we're so we're doing Seth Rollins stealing from Bret Hart, which is Bret Hart stealing from like the Coca Cola Mean Joe Green commercial. Yes. So it's, it's, it's so it's, it's thievery of thievery. Yes. All right. Maybe so. You know, Vince, you he'll recycle his, his <laughs> shit he's done before. So yeah. Yeah, man. It um, could happen. Yeah. It really could. So so uh, he said he wasn't gonna let. Um, Lesnar be the champion that defines the future and couldn't let him continue to cast a shadow over this industry. Uh, Rollins, as you mentioned, uh, said he had uh, the army of fans with him and together they are going to burn it down. So, um, do you prefer to light it up? Sorry. I was going to say, do you prefer to light it up like AJ Lee or burn it down like Seth Rollins? Which, Which one? I mean, burn it up was, or burn it down is more over. I mean, it's a huge chant in the crowd every time, every time, every show. But it's just that it's a chant, and but he cut this promo, and I thought he really tried. He really, he really did his best, and like the crowd look, just didn't get into look, it. And it, it wasn't like Rollins, it was late in the show either. It was just like they, they know, they I, know how this dude is represented to them for months. That like this, no, he's going to go to WrestleMania. And either A, he's going to get his ass whooped, or B, he's going to get his ass whooped, and then they're going to give him the title, and then we're going to be like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to steal a line from Joe Budden uh, to describe like Seth Rollins right now. Seth Rollins, he reminds me of Chinese flicks, moving his mouth but not saying nothing. Like, <laughs> like it's just like, this is literally the same, like, I don't know. It's just a retread, but... Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I, we can move on. I'm. Yeah, we can move on. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Heyman came out, and you know he said Rollins sounded pathetic, uh, for needing uh, the affirmation. Facts. Uh, and <laughs> he said their their chances of winning or his chances of winning uh, is zero. Uh, he was glad to to know it was a handicap match at WrestleMania. Uh, he mocked people who asked for thoughts and prayers uh, because their pets or distant relatives needed surgery. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a millennial jab, and I'm just like, dude, okay. Like, Heyman's like, slowly going off the rails. It's like, oh, so, so uh, speaking of that millennial shit, like, remember when, uh, <laughs> remember when Ronda was talking about avocado toast yep. and all that shit? It's Where like, did oh, that shit come ba- from? Banging bang on millennials again, huh? It's almost as if we have one person writing these promos for certain people. He um, then said Rollins is going to be asking for thoughts and prayers after what happens to him in Suplex City. Heyman hoped Rollins took it, Rollins took it personally when he and the entire universe lost at WrestleMania. Heyman left up the ramp, but Seth Rollins ran down there, and then uh, Heyman fell down. This was hilarious. And he started begging for his life and saying, I hope I'm, he wins. Yes. yes, he pulled that strong man to God when, uh, when, when baby uh, Birdman pulled up with all them dudes. He's like, I'm just, he's like, I'm just an advocate. He's like, he's like I'm just... I'm just I'm just a radio guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then uh, you know, he was like, Brock put me up to this. Essentially, Rollins laughed and then Rollins like dropped the mic on him. Essentially. Rollins should have sold him and put some respect <laughs> on his name. Shit was funny, uh, because Angle's music hit and then uh he came out and he was pointing at Heyman, uh doing and did the you suck chance at Heyman. That shit was hilarious. You ain't run up on McIntyre like that. I'm running up on you like that. <laughs> Pull up. I'm sorry. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so after that, uh, we had Kurt Angle versus Samoa Joe. So uh, they talked about this long, extensive history, but did not give us any detail or clue to where that history exists. Um, 
Yeah, they were they were down in Florida getting uh, suntans with Dixie Carter. Correct. Um. So they uh, Samoa Joe began the match with a headbutt, which is a callback to the first time Angle walked up on Joe in TNA, where Angle gave him the headbutt. After that, it got pretty slow, pretty sad. Um, it got you know. Kurt couldn't really get up on a suplex and fell right on his head at one point. Um, Kurt Angle used to have really great punches. He doesn't even have those anymore. It's like, I, I think you said this uh, back at the WrestleMania match, like, or like, actually it wasn't a WrestleMania match. You might've been talking about crown jewels. Like they have the mind for this, right? But their body ain't cooperating no more. And Kurt Angle is like done. Yeah, it's like you have creative people that you just can't do things anymore, even though your mind still wants you. It's just the same thing as like any other athlete, right? Like you have all this wealth of knowledge, and then like over time, your body reaches the point to where it can do less and less of the things that your mind has, you know, has thought of or or has learned over all this experience. And that's where we are with with um with Kurt with Angle because like the crazy part is like, what year was it where they did this thing where they had Ray? And they had Angle on a pay per view or IP pay per view thing with and on the same show on the same card. They had a Roy Jones match. Was that like two thousand? I think it was like sixteen. Yeah, I think it was like two thousand fifteen or sixteen. I don't remember. 15, 16. They went out there and they had like a over three and a half star match, like a three and three quarter star match. And I was like, wow, like okay, that's cool. And now we're now look where we at in the span of like <sighs> you know span of you know three three and a half years. That's where we are now with Angle. And it's like he's Asian dog years. Yeah, um, he ended up getting the win uh, by re- re- like rolling through the uh, Coquina clutch. So Samoa Joe loses on that move again. Another champion losing here, but yep. you know it's the uh, farewell tour. So I guess you can excuse that. Um, yeah, but, but, but Rich, uh, who won the match on SmackDown? What match? The some. I'm sorry. The Kurt Angle and AJ Styles match on SmackDown. There was no winner. There was a winner. Then uh, Angle win? No, it was uh, AJ won on, by disqualification. Oh, okay. Randy yeah, went in there yeah, and hit yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, that's so how it what, works. What the fuck is that then? I can't explain what these fucking people okay, do. Okay, we can move on. I'm just saying, like, we saying they just be doing shit. And so you can't even say like, oh, you know, they just want to get him on a win streak. He just fucking lost the next day. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, so they just so remember before the show, before show you show you started, I said to you, um, on a on a message, it's like, why would they put this match? Uh, because neither one of these two should be losing. And sure enough, yeah. Uh, up next, we got a Triple H promo, and this was at the 1030 spot, so I was like, what's going yeah. on here? Yeah, that was like, weird. I was like, either they were over on time, or I definitely know Triple H went over on time, because like, he wasn't about to cut none of what he said, and he really could have cut it, because this was just like, yo. So we got Leather Jacket uh, Triple H telling the jokey jokes. Uh, he put over the women for getting the main event. I uh, said moments like that make them happy, like having a dry microphone, not the one Batista spit all over. Says so some things that don't make him happy, like the letter that he struggled to pull out of his jacket pocket, and he said he was doing the job for the letter and all this other jokey joke shoot shit. Um, 
And basically, he got he pulled out the letter. He said Batista's lawyer stated that his client will not compete at WrestleMania unless he agrees to another stipulation. And after that, uh, Batista wanted Triple H to admit that he only started uh, Evolution to help him retain the world title. Uh, Triple H congratulated him for finally realizing this 13 years later, uh, which the entire crowd laughed at. Triple H talked about more stuff in the letter and continued to mock Batista. And he told uh, Batista he was better off having been part of Evolution because considering all the titles he won after leaving them, and he talked about uh, Batista realized he couldn't beat Lesnar, or excuse me, he couldn't beat John Cena, and he claimed Batista wanted WrestleMania itself pushed back to comply with his filming schedule for Guarding of the Galaxy. Yeah, and and, and this dumbass thought that he was gonna get that was gonna get booed, even though like you know, if you ask people like what do they love more, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy or WWE? I don't know a fucking soul that's out here talking about some WWE over Guardians of the Galaxy. Like Guardians of the Galaxy is like one of the more beloved movies uh, in cinema of the last, especially a surprise uh, smash box office smash of the last five years. So it's like, nah, bro. Like, there's a reason why, like, people are cheering for Batista instead of you, and the main reason is because of Guardians of the Galaxy! Also, he said Batista was dressed up like a deacon at one point before we he went and got him, which was just, you know, more funny <clears throat> jokey joke shit. Um, somebody needs to walk out to the original Triple H music and do the, um, you know, that joint where he used to bow and do all the, the funny business and all that. Mr. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Um... He went on uh, and said, essentially, that uh, he's going to give Batista what he wants, LOL. And <laughs> Triple H's career would be on the line uh, if he lost, and he will retire. Oh, you missed something. He said, he said, give me what I want, what I really, really want. Oh, yeah, want. I forgot now, about give that. Give me what I want, thing. what I really, really want. Like the Spice Girls deal. That's like, yes, oh, God. M- more jokey joke, Triple H. Uh, he said, uh, Batista beat up a 70-year-old man for this, and he already agreed to the match. Never told us how that seventy-year-old man is doing. Um. <laughs> yeah, he, but at least he mentioned that like he he was in the hospital, which is like the biggest update we've gotten from for, for Flair's condition from Triple H or from Charlotte or from WWE. So thank thanks for that, appreciate it. So all the women were on ESPN today. Like somebody should have asked Charlotte about her dad. Like so, how's how's Rick doing? You know, so he he had a run-in with Batista. Is, is he okay? Yeah, I bet she would have just like died laughing. But uh, he said at this point in his career, if he can't beat a douchebag like Batista, he doesn't belong in the ring anyway. Put his career on the line. Simon pointed out the ridiculous similarities to the last time uh, WrestleMania was in MetLife Stadium when Triple H took on Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock attacked a member of Triple H's family or someone close to him, an elder. Uh, (laughs) And then Triple H put his career on the line in a no-holds-barred match, and it's like the same thing. Time is a flat circle in this company, so shouts out to Simon for mentioning that, and it was just like no holds bar, and I was like, you can't be serious. Yeah, so I just looked. This uh, did not Gar- feel like like a headline match, James. Oh, now it doesn't. <laughs> Hell no, not now. Not now, definitely not now. Oh, yeah, so uh, Guardians of the Galaxy made $773 million in the, uh, when it came out, so and that's the reason why nobody booing your fucking little joke about Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, uh, Triple H. Try again. Crazy, man. Uh, so Elias, after that, he was shown on the street performing uh, in a rainy uh, 
area area of New York and with nobody watching. Then some dude uh, rolled up and stole the money out of his guitar case. Elias like uh, was, you know, kind of looked and didn't really notice, turned his head back to the camera. Then someone stole the entire guitar case. So, yes, this man Elias has been robbed. He is literally um, a bum on the street, James. This is this is the true Elias gimmick here. I have nothing to add. Yeah. After that, uh, you know, this whole tribulation thing went really long. And <laughs> they had to do a ten less than 10-minute last man standing match. It was decent for what it was. Uh, Drew McIntyre ended up getting a win, of course, over Dean Ambrose, laying him out with the Claymore kicks. And he didn't fuck him up as much as uh, he did in the previous uh, match. But uh, Dean Ambrose is kind of here having these like lame duck matches we already know what it is he doesn't have a match scheduled at wrestlemania um still kind of you know he's he's honoring his dates you know that's a good thing and it, this was just a, kind of a soulless uh last man standing match and they went off and drew mcintyre was celebrating yeah a really weak show uh especially two weeks from wrestlemania i think it's just like I thought the whole thing with the women was a disaster in the beginning of the show, and that kind of just like made me watch the rest of the show just like angry, essentially. Like, why would they do like they have Ron doing all this this shit talking about this shit is real and all this shit, and then she's in a fucking um like a like a arm Texas cloverleaf thirty seconds into the match, like that's just stupid. Um, besides that, you know, you're talking about it's a little tag team match. Reigns and Roman, uh, or excuse me, Reigns and McIntyre had had their thing, but I don't know, man. This show is really hard to watch at this point because they're they're trying to limp to the finish line uh, for WrestleMania. But anyway, that's gonna wrap up the Raw portion. We will be back with the SmackDown portion. Welcome back. I have cooled off. I have finished my drink that I had. I was drinking uh, a, a literal uh, raised baseball cup size of margarita during SmackDown and pretty much a half a cup after during the first part of this. I didn't feel anything. I still don't feel anything. I'm not twisted or tipsy or anything. It's like, man, I wish I was. Maybe I would have enjoyed this show a bit more. I don't you know. The, were you drinking the pan away? I guess, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you see this big ass cup? Yes, I see the big ass cup. You see see this other cup? It's about half of this too. So Can we go now? <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. Don't- WWE SmackDown Live, March 26, 2019, from uh, Mo- from the Mohegan Sun Arena in uh, Connecticut. Uh, I can't th- name the town. There's two different uh, towns. I don't even want to disrespect it's, either it, one by leaving them out. We're just going to move on. So, so it was Connecticut. That That's where Ken Kniff is from, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, my God. Can't connect from Connecticut, you little bitch. Anyway, um, we the new day come out. They're pissed. 
uh, Kofi and Big E say that he that uh, Kofi, I'm sorry, uh, Big E and Xavier both say uh, that Kofi has been disrespected not just uh, the last few weeks, but for the last eleven years. They say they will not put up with it, so they're about to uh, hang it up and quit. The crowd says, chance, no, no, no. Daniel Bryan comes out and says that Kofi's a B-plus player. They don't deserve opportunities because he lost because Kofi lost that uh, elimination chamber. He lost that fast lane. Both accurate, but mention those. Um, says he's an B- undeserving B-plus player. Um, Woods then starts arguing with him. I'm sorry, I, I forgot. I left that one point. They're going to go quit. They demand that Vincent Man comes out. Vincent Man comes out and says, "You guys aren't going to quit because you're really, you know, ruled by positivity, and it's all about, uh, you know, the uh, the power of positivity. You, you guys are just grandstanding and gesturing to try to use it as leverage. This might be a this might be a, a, a I would say a subtle dig at the the what's going on with Connor and UFC, but there's no subtle subtlety in this fucking company. So who knows? I was thinking um, it might be some revival shit, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so then Daniel Bryan comes out and then they start to argue back and forth with him and Xavier talking about, you know, Kofi's the best player, all the losses um, over the last two uh, pay-per-views. Then, um, our, so then Xavier says to Bryan, this is, uh, you have become what you were fighting against five years ago, which is duh, the story. Thanks for, thanks for saying it out loud for everybody. Um, so then, uh, so then from there, Vince makes the match. And also while this is happening, uh, we always talk about how they have the wrestlers uh, stand in un- unnatural ways, whether they're backstage watching a TV monitor where they have to open themselves up to where they have to um, face towards the camera or or open their bodies up towards the camera or uh, they have to kind of block themselves in a certain way in the ring so that the hard camera can catch everybody in the conversation. Uh, so the new the, the new day in the ring is doing that. Meanwhile, Vince is out there not paying attention to any of shit that, that him and Kevin Dunn have instructed these dudes to do for years and send them to NXT to go find what the fucking hard camera is. His back's totally to the fucking camera, uh, so to, towards the hard camera, so he can talk to Kofi and Big E and Xavier like normal like a normal human being would, which is like, oh, that, great. You don't follow your own fucking rules. You have these other guys do. Anyway, he says that, all right, um, we'll give you another shot. For why? No reason, no real reason. Drew's going to give another shot because we got to fill some TV time. So we'll have uh, Big E and we'll have Xavier in a gauntlet match tonight. And if Big E and Xavier win the gauntlet match, then Kofi can go to WrestleMania. So Kofi has to rely, fate lies in the hands of two other motherfuckers. He has no agency over one night. He makes it through, breaks through, and succeeds on his own. His hands his, he's completely tied to other people. After and, losing and losing and losing and losing. No, no. And also after last week when he actually did what was asked of him, he succeeded and then Vince fucked him anyway. So I'm sitting there watching like, all right, so let's say uh, the other two members of New Day do win. Who gives a shit because Vince is going to just come out um, after the show and say, fuck him. I lied. Right? He'd be like, fuck him. I lied. Y'all get yeah. no shot. You get no why, match. Why are you treating, why are you treating Kofi like this? Because I'm evil. That, that's, 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 that's it. Anyway. Um, so we move on from there. And still, still scrolling through. Yeah. So we go from there and we get a Becky English promo. She's about to she's about to run down uh Charlotte and then Charlotte's music hits. Even though this was a backstage promo, Charlotte hears Becky talking about her. We're, we're supposed to believe that 
Becky is somewhere backstage doing a promo. Becky hears... I'm sorry, Charlotte hears Becky talking about her. She decides to come out. With a mic and, and respond. In a, span, in a span of like 15... In a span of 15 seconds is all supposed to happen. What? So she anyway, she comes out. Then Oscar comes out. We're told they're having a match. And then it's announced that it's for the women's title. What? What, what, what about the fatal four-way, James? Oh, another fa- more false advertising, of course. Um, so <clears throat> they have a they have a match that's based on um, they're going back and forth until Charlotte during the commercial break. Even though they have an inset uh, inset uh, picture in picture of the commercial and also um, the match, where during the commercial Charlotte starts working over Oscar's knee. That if I was not paying attention during commercial break, I would not have seen. And when it came back to commercial break, like, what's going on? Why is she selling a knee? Anyway, works over a knee. Teens work over a knee. Uh, we get a spot in the match where Charlotte is in control, and Charlotte goes for a moonsault, but Oscar basically uh, gets her knees up and then roll, flips her over to the Oscar lock. Charlotte escapes. Um, we get a we get a situation where Charlotte continues t- four times in a row, literally four times in a row. Almost like she's trying to give uh, uh, spinning toe holds, like she's Dory Funk instead of actually trying to do figure fours. Where she hooks the she she grabs the leg, tries to hook it and, and hook around. And once she hooks around, uh, Oscar kicks her. Then the same thing happens. Oscar kicks her again. And the same thing happens. Oscar kicks her again. Then a third, then a fourth time it happens. Oscar kicks her, but this time it sends her flying into the middle turn buckle of doom. Um, whatever. They they keep having the match. Um, Charlotte finally gets it. Finally gets it, and then Char- and then so- or Oscar taps out. So Charlotte is now an eight-time women's champion. It was a great match, comedy, but just like Jesus Christ, comedy. Um, yeah. Oscar, uh, they yeah. they have no plans with her. They don't know how to book Japanese wrestlers. They have. They don't know how to book women either. So yeah, she's got like a double whammy going against <laughs> look, her. Look and, look, and they don't know how to book men either. <laughs> they don't know how to book. Period. Um, they I, could look. They couldn't book water to boil, motherfucker. Like they're done. They're toast. They're like, cooked. It, it's like one. It's like, gotta go. Like th- this match, and it's not even a fucking unification match. Like it's just for the Raw Women's Title. So, uh, so what was this? It, like, is it was this shit for clout, James? Like, I, I don't. <laughs> like, I don't fucking get yet. it. Like. Maybe, not yet. Like, oh, so wait, you're saying that it's still announced as for the Raw Women's title? Correct. May, maybe next week they'll change it to a unification title or whoever wins becomes champ champ and then has to vacate the belt or whatever. Who knows? Who Honestly, who cares? Um, like, they've buried, like, entire divisions. Like, the, like they've literally left all the rest of the um, women in, on SmackDown by the wayside. Fuck them yep. all. Uh, yep. All the, the Riot Squad are getting abused, like, comedy geeks uh, just over and over because I didn't even fucking mention it, but they're fucking teaming up Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky next week, and that's about the dumbest thing you could ever do because yeah, why would these the- people who beat on each other with crutches want to team up together? No one wants to see that. That's yeah. stupid as fuck. Yeah, and then a the rule, I think the rule is if one, one per, any, any of them portray the others, then they will be left out of the main event. So it's like, all right, so they just go out here and just beat... So they go out, go out there, and they're going to come out here and apparently should squash uh, the Riot Squad because they all 
had had their way with them in, in a matter of minutes, all three of them individually, right? So they should just squash them, right? Yeah. Watch it go like 15. Watch them go like between like a, a, a commercial break. Watch it go like 12 minutes or and, more. And they're going to have anyway. Becky being the baby face in peril. <clears throat> and then. <laughs> yeah. Holy. Like, that is just the, stu- yeah. the stupidest thing. How hard is it to lock these three women in separate places, put a camera on them, and let them talk and, and, and sit down interviews and with, with the fucking music and the camera cuts going around them? How fucking hard is it, James? Well, apparently that's 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 not that's wrestling and not sports entertainment. Even though, like I, you know, I, I seem to recall, like, <laughs> and you know, in the run up to WrestleMania 17, aka like their biggest battery ever, they did the same thing with Rock and Austin. But apparently, like now, instead of it being 2000, I'm sorry, instead of it being 2001, it's now 2019. So now, like, that's no longer sports entertainment. Like that was that was sports entertainment. It was a different then. kind of sports entertainment. Now, now, yeah, we've evolved the sports entertainment. We've made it shittier. We tell less sto- compelling stories. We don't make anything make sense. We don't give you reasons to care about these people. We just do shit, and then we wonder why people are less enthused at the product. Anyway, I, I'm moving poor, on. Poor so, Oscar. Poor so, yeah. Oscar. You yeah. you yeah. deserve so much more. You could have like they could have did this at WrestleMania, but no. We know why Charlotte's in the match. We know why this is happening. And it's just like... <laughs> you know what your voice sounds like? Do you remember the video with LeBron and Drake was out here talking about how Kanye... Uh, how they believe that Kanye uh, told Pusha T the, uh, the, the, the Adonis News or whatever else. Yes. And he says, like, you know, he gave me the beef... To, he Remember, he gave me the beat to lift yourself. And now all of a sudden I hear the dude going scoopity poop on the records. He goes like, you know what? So at that point I fell back. I said, I know what this is. I'm just gonna leave it like yes, I yes, you're telling like I know what this is. This is nonsense. We're done. Yep. So, all right. So they do anything. You're, right, the you're totally right about the Oscar stuff. Totally right. Um, like and another part about it is like okay, so we made Becky lose to Oscar because for what? Does anyone have an answer for me? No reason. And honestly, given that um, Oscar can't beat Charlotte. Charlotte can't be Becky and Becky can't be Oscar. This match should be a four way, but no, she's not going to be in there because like you said, she's Japanese. So fuck her. Correct. And that's not our mentality. That's their mentality. Yeah. Uh, and, and, so, and if you, you would like to dispute that, take a look at one Shinsuke Nakamura. Where the fuck is he this year? So, um, yeah. yeah. Good luck, Ashita. Yep. Anyway, um, <laughs> you don't you don't show it up to the wrong block player. I mean, I mean, he's gonna be in NXT. He's gonna be or two hundred five live, so he'll do a lot better than be on the main roster. He on the main roster. <laughs> Boy. Uh, so uh, anyway, so we go from there, and Charlotte becomes champion, and and for the second time, the second time, literally, that. Charlotte has been Oscar in a title match, uh, going back to WrestleMania last year, and this match tonight, Charlotte's victorious, and she has a fucking man step over her moment by just coming out or running through the on the fucking aisleway in front and just like killing it. It's like I don't I don't get this. Like they did the thing with Cena, goofy ass, goofy drunk ass. Jumps the barricade to go fuck, you know, suit up to fight Undertaker at right immediately in the aftermath while. Oscar still in the ring and Charlotte's on the aisleway or, or uh, the entrance ramp and run around. Then now we have, as Charlotte's walking to the back, we have Kurt Angle coming out, interrupting, like, you know, like to walk to the back. I don't get it. I, 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 this ain't going to really, like, I don't even know if they went to commercial break. I don't remember what they did, but it's like this, 
It's just crash television. So Angle comes down for his match with uh, AJ. AJ's in the Bang Gorilla. He cuts a generic promo about this about uh, Angle left left the foundation, but this is the house AJ Styles built. Comes down to the ring. They start the match. They go for a lockup. AJ's or sorry, uh, Angle slips behind Germans. Uh, AJ um, AJ backs off to the corner. He ends up uh, grabbing Angle's leg and then rolling or flipping over and hitting the uh, the calf crusher. They sell like is this is actually the finish? Uh, Angle actually flips back over and actually picks the ankle, slaps on the ankle lock. AJ uh, he sells like that could be the finish. Um, Ang- Angle then, I'm sorry, uh, AJ then rolls or rolls through and gets Angle to hit the middle turnbuckle of doom. Correct. And then uh, all of a sudden you hear, the, you hear you see a tight shot. You hear uh, the crowd chanting for like 10 seconds. You're just like, okay, where's Randy Orton? Oh, there he is. RKO onto <laughs> AJ for the for the uh, DQ for AJ. Um, he Orton then looks at in the corner at angle angle still buried into the corner into that middle turnbuckle. He's setting up and stop, start stomping on AJ. And then angle gets up and gives him the worst looking angle slam I've ever seen giving uh Orton the worst looking angle slam I've ever seen. And then, uh, Ed, or Orton rolls out the ring and then he helps up AJ. We move on from there. What a match. Yeah. So we come back from commercial break and we're forming a triple threat match. Now has two champions in it. Plus, we find out that Joan Jett will be performing bad reputation for uh, for Ronda. Um, I, I just found out what Joan Jett looked like today. Really? Yeah, I, we wasn't bumping no jo- Joan Jett in the neighborhood, but oh, okay. Uh, Joan Jett was in that '80s thing with like Prince and Bowie, so I kind of like. I mean, I, I kind of saw some of the classic. Movie videos or whatever, but yeah, like she. Let's put it this way: she was she was G strong or she was G string gang like with Prince. That's I'll put it to you like that. Gotcha. In some of these some of these music videos, are you know pushing the envelope if, if you will. So, <laughs> um, so from there, yeah, we get Miz comes out. Uh, he says he has a, a proposition he wants to make with Shane. He says that uh, Shane's left a fire under him. Uh, he said the shame made it personal when he attacked uh, his, um, his dad and also him from behind. Uh, so he said it's personal. Uh, Miz wants everyone to see him destroy Shane in the Falls County Anywhere match at Matt, at Matt Life. So then Shane comes out. He comes it? out. Sorry? Why are they fucking around with it? Just do a death match. A death match. Deathmatch uh, Miz and Deathmatch uh, Shane. Like, like, is there a better WWE wrestler equipped to do a deathmatch right now than Shane McMahon? Kurt Angle. Oh my God, <laughs> that'd be a different kind of deathmatch. <laughs> you, hey, you wanted an answer? <laughs> that'd be a literal deathmatch. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not. I, I won't play with us being dead for real. Anyway, uh, so Shane comes out. And he comes out with, with with some security geeks, and then like a geek squad of, of Primo Cologne and Sheldon ben, Benjamin is in uh, insanity, bro. Uh, yeah, this man Sheldon Benjamin doing anything for the check, bro. He he showed up for Paul Heyman. Now he rolling with Shane. Uh, times must be tough in the Benjamin household. What kind of contract is that man on? I would say that Shane was out here with the worst goons that money could buy, but then again, it's like, bro, like I remember Joey Abs and Pete Gas and them, so. <laughs> The, the posse, <laughs> yeah. 
So, were they uh, the same kind of posse like Phil Jackson was talking about, or ne- never mind? No, they're white. So, <laughs> um, Shane, so Shane, uh, forced uh, that now that geek announcer with the with the, with the brown oxers, uh, I think his name's Greg Hamilton, to introduce him with some conviction. Yep. So then Shane said that Miz is just as dumb as his father looks, which popped me. He put he then put up an image of him grabbing uh, Miz, uh Mr. Miz like by the neck on the big screen. Uh, Vince, I'm oh, sorry, Shane then agreed to the stipulation and promised to beat Miz all over Matt Life as well. And he says, only the great is not hiring his dad, uh, Mr. Miz, anymore. And he called Miz, uh, Miz a mistake. <laughs> and then, and then, uh, and then mentioned, and he said something about Miz's mom about like she never should have, she never should have had him. So then, uh, Miz snapped and then he went after security and other wrestlers. Uh, and he ended up throwing, uh, uh, one of the cologne, uh, boys into, into the steps. And then he uh, he ended up posting Sheldon, and then uh, Sandy attacked and jumped Miz and beat the hell out of him. But Miz ended up firing back, and he uh, fought him in the crowd. And then Miz did a dive on the Killian Dana at Alexander Wolf. Bro, I never thought I'd live to see the day where Miz will whoop five men's asses in one in one sitting. Better yet, check out Miz ever since Fastlane. That man out here doing dive. That man out here doing springboard. Remember that man did a spring in that match against the Usos at Fastlane. He did a springboard axe handle. I was like, bro, the babyface move set. Look, look, all this for yeah. Remember we talked about Del Rio with the baby's moon set. He yes. was awesome. Meanwhile, Miz is doing this, and I'm just like, boy, all that for a drop of clout. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we go to the back, and then we get uh, the Iconics, and they discuss how they're now in the WrestleMania match. And they promised to win the women's tag titles, and that WrestleMania will be iconic. Good God! Like, uh, did you ever watch? Po- did you ever watch Pokemon uh, TV show? No, no. Wasn't okay. into that fake shit. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, let's back to this fake sports. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, like they remind me of Team Rocket almost like they just, they pose and they say stuff and they, and also like the Ginyu Force. Like they have bunch, basically what I'm saying to you because you don't understand what I'm saying. The words that come out of my mouth right now, they are playing themselves as just lame posers that literally pose. So, yeah, that's exactly what the iconics are. So I've seen lots of lames in wrestling before. Oh, yeah. So then we start the gauntlet match. We start out with uh, New Day and uh, versus uh, the, the Good Brothers. New Day win. Move on. Uh, we get New Day. Uh, the match is okay. We, uh, we'll start out. Then we get uh, after that they get uh, Shinsuke and Rusev. That match is that match is really good or, or pretty good. Um, New Day win again, of course. So then out come the bar, and they basically like the bar just like they just straight up. How do I say this? Are they like the they're like the Chief J Strongbow of, of the tag division? Now. <laughs> it's like you trying to get to you trying to get to the top level, you got to go through them now. Like they are the they are the gatekeepers. They are the once upon a time the Randy Orton's. Like you got to go through Orton to get to Cena. Same thing here. Like you must go through this guy to to get to where you want to at the top of a card or top of uh, a division. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, they go back and forth. It, it, it's, it's like the longest part of the match. Uh, and then eventually the New Day seed. They're dog tired, exhausted. The New Day, I'm sorry, the bar laid the boots onto them after the match. And they look like they're just done. They have no chance. So then the Usos come out. The Usos express their respect for the New Day and Kofi, and they forfeit. I love so, this. So did I. So I thought this was going to lead into something else, but we'll see next week. Uh, so. Then Daniel Bryan, uh, Daniel Bryan is shown backstage, just furious that the Usos quit. Um, and him and Ron proceed to have the most half-ass, 
tearing up of a locker room I've ever seen. You get one where like Daniel Bryan is like stomping on chairs, and you just like, dude, you so small, you so little. <laughs> like it's a it's adorable that you're that you're throwing a tirade. They, I, they I gotta, almost wanted to pat him on the head. They got yeah. they got to shoot Daniel Bryan from underneath to make sure he looks big. <laughs> I mean, nah, bro. but 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 we we you kind of gloss over it. Like I really loved the Usos and what they did, and them cutting that. Uh, you know, and I think I saw Sam mention this on Twitter. What up to Sir Sam? It's like it's like a callback to the truce they made uh, after the after night Hell after Hell in a Cell, and and right. that shit lived essentially. Right. Yes, absolutely. Look, um, look at baby and- faces being friends with each other. Yeah, exactly. And also, while this all this whole gauntlet happens, the same thing as last week, where the babyface locker room, more and more of them, every shot, like more and more, getting glued to television, getting behind the new day, getting behind Kofi, and like, you know, it's so funny. It was like, you know, we talk about, like, we were just talking about, like, you know, the stuff they used to do is like that is now considered pro wrestling as opposed to stuff they just used to do. So now, um, you know, uh, going into WrestleMania two thousand. You had literally the entire locker room, uh, uh, mostly the babyface, but most of the locker room, kind of like do a protest, stand up to the to the McMahons and Triple H and Stephanie and Shane uh, to get The Rock into WrestleMania 2000. And uh, granted, like The Rock or Kofi isn't burying the entire uh, locker room two weeks before then, like how The Rock did, but. You have it's it's kind of the same thing, and it's like it's nice that they like are cool doing this, but like the other stuff, they're like no, nah, no, nah, pro, like promo centered on like wanting to keep each other's ass. You don't know about that, nah. but like no but one like, will baby buy face, it. The babyface locker room being a thing, like I like that. Like I I thought they were trying to do that uh, after the rebrand, like after they did, they promised us they were going to do this. They went out there with all the McMahon's, they were going to do that nonsense anymore in like the middle of December. How they had like you know. Um, you had that Corbin McIntyre Lashley faction, and then you had Apollo Crews and Finn Balor and other people like help each other out along the way when these other assholes would cheat. Like they did that for a little bit and forgot it, and then they picked it back up in the last two weeks. And I really enjoyed that. And like you know, like it's not just the heels that are in cahoots. Like good people actually stick up for good people. I appreciate that. Um, so who's uh, a new day best main roster tag team rivalry ever? Fight me. Um, I you want to? I don't know who <clears throat> argue otherwise. Like this, don't give a fuck about about wrestling, <laughs> about wrestling. Uh, robbery, uh, wrestling tag team robberies. Unless it's like two stars on one team that we have nothing really to do with right now, so we'll just put them in the tag team and then like we'll try to make the division matter by having them be the focal point, like Team Hell No or the Rockets Not Connection. So or Jericho or whatever else or Miz Show, all the other shits. So. <laughs> Or like any tag team involving Big Show or Kane, right? Um, so, outcome Brian and um, and Rowan, and they're going to be the last people in line. They go back and forth, have have another great match, um, or adding on to what was a a good match, whatever a section of a good match. Um, Rowan's overwhelming, but they finally are able to get. Uh, they're finally able to make Rowan the legal man. So they go to the outside. Rowan has cleared the ring by that point in time. 
and they ba- and Biggie basically throws Rowan. They post Rowan twice, and then uh, Biggie throws Rowan over the table, and then he pretends like he does a John Cena where he pretends that the the table is like four to five times heavier than it actually is, and then muscles it up and rolls it over onto Rowan, and then they take the count out victory. So Kofi allegedly is going to WrestleMania. Uh, so we still can't pin Rowan. Nope. Protected. What on earth is this? Now remember, like they're protecting so much they come this six foot six ass dude seven feet tall. So, you know. Bruh, like he's with Dan Bryan and he can't take the falls. I'm only happy that like I was shocked. Like I thought they were gonna pin Daniel Bryan again. That sec- the second they I, the second they rolled him over, that's exactly what I thought was gonna happen. It's like, wow, Daniel Bryan is going to have to get pinned again. So it'll be like the fifth, fourth, or fifth time he's been pinned on TV as a champion. Like in a span of like less like, than two months. Like you have a fucking geek there. Like use it. Like, <laughs> but but he's not a geek because he's tall. Yeah, yeah. The champion's the geek. Unbelievable. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so that was SmackDown, right? <laughs> oh, so yeah, so we go to the back, and apparently, like, Vince is treating, Vince, like, is getting into a limo, and, like, he has to get held down by, uh, or hopped down by, uh, I think it's Kayla, I'm not sure, the fly yeah. ref. So, apparently, Vince is, like, just just in, a, just in a rush to get the hell out of, uh, just to get the hell out of the arena, away from SmackDown, as, as soon as he can from WWE television, like I am, and... They hop him down and say, "So does that mean he's in a match?" And they act, and he says, "Yes, he's in a match." And I was thinking, like, he's gonna be like the no, Andre the Giant. I thought he's gonna be like, "Nah," but he said he doesn't say. It. He says he's gonna he's going to WrestleMania, and we'll see if a B plus player can beat Daniel Bryan. I thought to myself, like, he, how are they gonna find a way to get out of this to fuck us again of screw with us over the week or whatever else? We'll see because like, it's a cool moment, like the whole babyface locker room on. Comes out and they all basically pound on the apron um, around the nuts. new day in the ring, and I, I thought it was a nice little moment. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I'm like, "What is the hammer? When is the shoe going to drop?" And like, he's going to do the same thing he did last week. He was like, "Oh no, nah, fuck you!" And like, and, and we were talking to like some folks like just in our group, and they were saying they were like really feeling this, and like it got to them or whatever. And I got no like emotional connection with this segment at all like like the the celebration like came out and and not not to say it was a bad segment or anything i thought it was good actually but i just i didn't feel it i didn't feel like i felt it at the elimination chamber maybe maybe it'll happen during the match yeah for me i'm just totally detached like because the whole thing is like they've been swerving us and fucking with us so much over this whole kofi thing that's just like all right well we could have had that same moment last week what do you decide to do fuck with us and then beat the fuck and then beat them so now I'm supposed to feel better that some other guys won won his way in for him. Yep. The person's actually tried to challenge me for the title. Like they should have did this in reverse fashion. They should have did it where New Day go out there last week and, and put it all on the line, and then he loses, and then uh, they screw them and add some. And then other Kofi team. has like, to win it. I bring in like a raw team to go out there and finish him off or whatever at the end. Or, or or do the same thing. We have Daniel Bryan and, and Ron come in, and they get the victory. And then next week, Kofi has to do it for himself. And then you get the whole thing where you know everybody is around, and Kofi, I'm sorry, now the rest of New Day members can jump in there and celebrate with them while everybody's being on the ring. Like, 
that would have been a, that would have made more sense than this. It seems to me as if like they're just doing shit from week to week and knowing and just throwing it out there and then decide on ideas at the and then come across on how to get there. Like this is exactly what happened. There's no way I don't or not. I don't say there's a possibility this this is how it was designed weeks ahead of time or once they decided to go to Kofi route. But if so, I don't see how they don't realize that doing it in reverse fashion works better. Yeah. Like. You got to give people agency in their own stories and their own narrative arcs. Like it's just like that's the reason why the co- that's the reason why like we're looking at the triple threat match uh, for one. It's like all right, Becky got in. Um, like somebody took it from Becky. Becky didn't get it back for herself. It just um, Charlotte. They just picked Charlotte. They, Charlotte didn't have any. They have. They didn't use any of the sex that she actually had to actually be in the match. They just put her in it. For reasons, and, I and guess, they just gave her a belt now. To, <laughs> yeah, but pe- people will argue that it was to cheapen um, or to make it feel cheap to make you upset to understand for why she's in it. But then they just went around this week and then gave her some credibility now. So it's like, well, which one is it? Like the people that were saying this is feel cheap because now they just made her a fucking champion, even though it's their first win since like November twenty something on yeah, television they, um, or pay per view. So they looked like, up we just it. Gave a, we just gave this fucking loser a belt, and now I guess she's fighting for another belt or this unification match or what the fuck. We don't know. They looked but up. We're only twelve days away, so tune in by you know by the pay per view by the network, even though like we don't even know what the fuck we're doing with our storylines. But we it's, want you to go ahead and you know buy the record. It, like it's like they looked up and they wanted to change it on the fly. And they looked up and was like, oh, my God, this shoehorn narrative is really sticking to Charlotte. People were like, why is she here? Like, you saw that that thing that came out on ESPN today. That was hilarious. And the deal with it is like, okay, now when this shit's like 10 years down the road, right? And the week-to-week television is gone that happened from this, right? Like, people are going to rewrite this thing as the Royal Rumble winner versus the two champions. And that was the story. That was not the fucking story. Like this shit was just literally microwave cooked, cooked up real quick, served undercooked. And they, they didn't earn none of this shit. Yeah. But here's my thing on that. Right. Um, five, 10 years from now, aren't people going to also ask like, okay, so it's a triple threat match and the, the WrestleMania and the Royal Rumble winner got the challenge. Like, both champions at the same time in one match for the belt. How the hell did that happen? And then we're and then people and then once you ask that question, you go back. You the floodgates will open. You're gonna be like, wait, they did what? This is fucking stupid. But no, it was great at the time. No, it was no, it wasn't. No, yeah. it wasn't. We we got no, the audio here now. No, so so any of y'all nope. in 2000, like what's the year? 2019. So anybody in 2029 that digs this up, um, I, you know, I really want you to be like anyone that was listening that comes and listen to this in 2028. Yeah, 2028. You know, y'all can know in real time. This was not, you know, this was not this grand master plan. Nope, because they could have had they could have put Charlotte into that match um, at the Royal Rumble and had. Ronda uh, had, I'm uh, sorry, Charlotte beat uh, Oscar. Oscar then, right? They could have had Charlotte beat Oscar then. They could have had Becky win the Rumble, and they could have went the same route. And you could have always had relied on the fact that uh, Charlotte beat the hell out of Ronda with a kendo stick. Ronda cost Becky and Charlotte 
uh, at Smackdown TLC that Oscar won the title, and you have the whole thing where uh, Becky uh, attacked Londa in the Go Home Show to Survivor Series, but Becky ended up getting her nose broken, so they couldn't have the match. And you could have just ran with all of that um, over the last nine weeks. Instead, we got all these twi- all these nonsensical twists and turns and subterfuge and circuitous uh, storytelling Fake to get injuries. to where we are now. So, like, you go back to where they were nine weeks ago on the night after uh, Royal Rumble, and you see that promo between um, Becky and Ronda, um, or you look at the some of the promos that uh, Charlotte cut immediately after she got added to the match for no reason. And you listen to the crowd reaction then, and then you listen to the crowd reaction they're getting uh, this week, and it's lesser. Um, and like that, you know, that ain't, that, that's not us that's making, that's not our opinion. It just is. Like you listen to the, to the reaction, it's lesser. So um, whatever. They, they, they fucked up. Vince has fucked the story. So it's up. It's up now for these three talented women to go out here and save and save the whole thing with a great match. I'm sure they will. I still want to see the match, but the story, toast, done, finito, all that, donezo. Pachamania. Um, anyway, that's gonna wrap it up. We will be back with the LeBron James U bum of the week. Welcome back. You guys already know what time it is. It is time for the LeBron James U-Bum of the Week. So, we've got a couple bums here. We've got some wrestlers of the week. Uh, five and five. Essentially, one of them packaged together. we got a tag team act there. So, um, for bums of the week, Samoa Joe. A man who has been wrestler of the week before. A man who is always dangerous, a man that keeps losing to the same fucking move where he gets fucking rolled through after he, he just can't figure out that, hey, maybe if I hear the ref slap twice while I have my move on, I should let go. It never seems to click for this guy. Yeah, like, tell me how we're in development, how in NXT, uh, Shayna has learned this move, has learned not to, you know, get pinned by a roll through, a rollover, uh, but you know, that's developmental. You're supposed to learn, yeah. right? But the person on the main roster who's graduated, so, uh, so to speak, keeps, keeps making the same fucking mistake. Yeah. It's almost as if uh, in NXT, they're, they're, they book better than WWE. That, almost, it, it couldn't almost. be that, James. They don't, they don't do any storytelling. And it's just a bunch of big moves, you know. Yeah. And yeah. kickouts. And gymnastics. And gymnastics. Yeah. Um,. Dean Ambrose. Now, I didn't really have a problem with Ambrose here. He just got whooped. And he, we needed a person on here. And is this the last time we ever gonna see Ambrose on Raw? Nah, he might get that ass whooped next week. Like he he is fully on that. Like that man getting sacrificed he out is here. He's fully on that. It's it's two It's the year or it's late ninety nine, early two thousand, and he's on his way out. He's on his way to quote unquote retiring. And Dean Ambrose is Mick Foley and Drew McIntyre is Triple H and we just whooping that ass trying to get that man trying trying to get uh uh Drew slash Triple H over as a main eventer. Incredible. Um now 
I, I would say that uh, Mick Foley has, did a much better job than than Dean Ambrose has. <laughs> but I would but I would also say at the time, like uh, Mick Foley was like the th- the third or fourth most over person in the company, so it makes more sense that he's able to help uh, tri- yeah. help Triple H along that way compared to McIntyre. So, but that's where we are. We got the tandem of Bobby Lashley and Jinder Mahal. Lashley for his poor scouting skills, um, literally sh- uh, picking Jinder Mahal uh, as his tag team partner when he knows this guy gets beat like a drum on a regular basis. Jinder was horrible in the match, uh, his normal horrible self. So, look, man, look who look who Lashley has been hanging out with since since November. Like he he just looking at dudes that have that that uh, that are tall or have impressive physiques. He ain't worried about somebody like, he can lift with. He's not, he's not worried about how well people can wrestle or how much of an ass kickers they are. He's looking at just people for size. That's it. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, he, like he picked, he, he's picking his, his friends the same way that Vince like, likes to pick uh, main event talent. Like just, Oh, look at him. He's big. Like that's it. Yeah. That's um, it. The riot squad. They, I don't know if they were here to win. I don't know if they were here to what they were trying to do. They were they were literally out here just to be fodder, and yes. that's pretty much what they were. Um, I I would really like to nominate this entire segment, but we typically nominate people here. So, uh, Riot Squad, you ended up the short end of the stick by getting two out of your three members beat in under ninety seconds, and the third one looking like she was on that way too. Um, and Roman Reigns on the bum of the list, uh, bum of the week list, uh, little John rule. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Like, I mean, me, I, I mean, I don't know if you hated it. I'm sure you didn't hate the segment as much as I did, but I, I, I hate this fucking segment. He hasn't like, imagine, imagine like you getting your top star fresh off of, off cancer and you're getting heat on him immediately. Like what the fuck is wrong with y'all? That's bad. Yeah. I, I don't blame Roman for this. Like, <laughs> like, like he's on here because of the little John rule, but I'm not picking him. Right. Like it's a, it's the same shit with like everybody else ends up, or most people that end up on the, all the bum of the list, uh, nomination list. It's like you were booked to look like a plate of piss. So you're on the list of, of people that look like plates of piss. Yeah. Um, man, this one's tough. Um, I think I'm going with Riot Squad. If two out of three of your members lose in under 90 seconds and your third person looks like she's on the the way to that, I don't really – and it looks like you're at no point trying to really be competitive like, uh, or you're running from them and then you're putting a submission hold on them. I, it just doesn't make sense to me what you guys are doing in your fighting strategy. Riot Squad. Okay, so besides Riot Squad, Roman, and Samoa who are the other two people? Ambrose, and then the tandem of Bobby Lashley and Jinder Mahal. Yep, Riot Squad. Yep, so congratulations to the Riot Squad. You are the LeBron James U-Bums of the Week. On to the Wrestler of the Week. We got Finn Balor, who secured his Intercontinental Championship match at WrestleMania. So just like WrestleMania 34, uh, he will be challenging for the IC title. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Bruh, we 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 knocked we knocked the Oscar match off of the card to put on a Bobby Lashley match. For who? For what? <laughs> then we've got we've got <sighs> we've got a renowned tough guy, a a scary individual 
a man that is not to be fucked with that will a man is known that that, that show up every single week on SmackDown Live and beat people up. Correct. You thought I was talking about Drew McIntyre? No, I was talking about The Miz. Oh my god. Yeah, man. This wow. Tough guy Miz, huh? Miz beating people up out here. Always had it in him. Miz on the right side of justice. <laughs> <laughs> So up next. Look, no, no, better yet. Miz, like Miz out here, like good guy Miz, part of the Babyface locker room, cheering on and rooting for uh, for Kofi for the, in New, the New Day for the last two weeks. Boy, Incredible. how things have changed. Boy, have, look, we come a long way from Miz out here shooting on El Kofi and Kofi uh, kick, or giving him a concussion by kicking him too hard. Knocking him the fuck out. That was a real KO. Yeah, it's, it's, we come a long way. That was like 2012. God damn. Yes, it was. <laughs> Yes, it was. He kicked the shit out of Miz. Yes. <laughs> uh, up next, we got Drew McIntyre. Um, you know, he 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 won he won his fight essentially, and you know, cut an intense promo. Uh, some of the verbiage, you know, some folks have an issue with. He's he. Some people, me. This is bullshit. Anyway, like he's on the list because there there were not that many candidates. So and the same thing, same reason why Roman's on here. Ain't that many candidates. So we we just had to put people like this on was just a mid week, like like a mid like to low week. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, good thing we're not heading to the biggest show of the year. Yeah, you know, anything. it's not like you know they have a fucking stadium uh, full of people ready to watch the show or anything. Um, then we got Charlotte for winning her eighth women's championship so she's halfway to rick now james uh i always joked facetiously they'd make her chase rick's record and she's halfway there so she's gonna break it now right i don't know maybe like i just think like it's like wow she is she's been here for she's been on the main roster for like what less than four years like like 40 months yeah some uh no like, what, whatever yeah. like it's, Look, it's, it's, been, it's, been, it's been less than four it's been less, like it's been like probably like three years in in like uh seven months uh, eight months like becky said all them title reigns none of them got the juice <laughs> so yeah. Uh, and our last nominee, The New Day, for defeating multiple tag teams uh, with a, kind of an honorary mention to the Usos here. Um, this one's easy for me. Oh, it's The New Day. Yeah, it's The New Day. Um, these guys have just been in rare form uh, on social media, in the ring, on the mic. You name it, The New Day has shown they were top level the whole time. And I feel vindicated and validated for arguing and such for, I don't know, two or three years now. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because people were talking to me, you know, for a while now that like, they're still act, they're still act, they're still act. And it's like, yeah, they probably are. Um, but if you give them things to do besides be a comedy act, like they can accomplish that. Like Dane reference, like look at the freaking, um, Look at the Usos uh, uh, feud or whatever. Like they they can do serious whenever they need to do serious. It's just that's not what y'all want them to do. That's not the play that was written for them um, to to execute. So now that they are, you see where they are. Take the victory lap. 
yeah, like people love them. Um, you know, uh, people are kind of changing their minds on how stale they are or are not or whatever else. And people want to see the match and want Kofi to be in there and win the thing. So, yeah, you need to see that victory lap. Well, you may might as well play T.I. What you know about that and call it a day. Um, yeah, so. Oh, man. So, anyway. It wasn't hard, it wasn't hard to tell. You just, you had to pick. It's just, you know, you just had to not be so quick to dismiss them because they're minorities in a tag act in WWE. Um, so, there you go. Um, and there are plenty of guys back there that can do the same thing. Mustafa Ali can be an, could be an incredible story, but, you know, um, that's, you know, it, we end up with the Kofi thing because of what happened to, uh, with Mustafa. Um, it just sucks that, like, somebody lost a spot, and that's where it is. But, like, you know, um, hopefully Vince doesn't hold the fact that uh, one of his golden boys kicked him in the face and fucked him up, helped fuck him up. So we'll go from there. I mean, yeah. I know he's out really for a concussion, but he, his eye also didn't help either. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's going to wrap the show up. Uh, thank you guys for listening uh, to this show. I don't know how we did this one because I just – hated monday night raw just so much this week and oh yeah also uh so i guess like where is andrade is he missing it's who we need to do we need to put milk the carton. APP, we need to put out the same app that we put on for oscar after Royal rumble milk carton oh okay cool see you uh, andre crazy yeah, yeah my you're probably yeah you're probably the best wrestler in the in on the main roster or maybe even in the company in in, in its entirety like no uh full stop no, uh, bar none, and seeing seeing Andre Battle Royal, or no match. Like, I think, like thanks for all those electrifying TV matches, and thanks for being like the best, you know, the in ring performer of the year so far, probably in this company. But you're going Andre Battle Royal, and like, fuck you. Yeah, um, you know, and you will be thrown out by Colin Jost. So, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, that's gonna wrap up the show. Thank you guys for always listening every week, uh, despite. You know, sometimes I don't even know how um, I make it through. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, make sure you guys check out all the other shows here on LP Radio. We've got The Doc Says with Chad Matthews. We've got Kingdom of Honor. We've got The Global Revolution. Of course, One Nation Radio. Sports Entertainment is Dead with Samuel Plan. The Perfect Ten Wrestling Show with our boy The Implications. The Right Side of the Pond. Uh, and all about elite so make sure you guys are locked in and of course check james and i out over on the social suplex podcast network james has a show on fridays nxt then now forever where he watches five years ago's nxt and then uh the current week as well and of course we have our other one nation radio show on sundays if you feel like going over to our patreon page it's patreon.com slash one nation radio get in on the goldberg Road to 173 and O series. It's not too far along to where you you'll feel behind. So uh, the shows are probably like 20 to 30 minutes long each. Check it out. And uh, if you guys are looking for One Nation Radio t-shirts, ProWrestling.com slash, or excuse me, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Suplex, and join us in New York City for Suplex Mania. Uh, the day of WrestleMania, 5 o'clock, the Hooters on 33rd, drink specials, uh, girls and wrestling shirts, everything. So <laughs> Josh had a funny bit on um, uh, well, keeping it strong style uh, this week. He said he wanted to see uh, them have a, a waitress dress up like mankind. Like <laughs> I don't know why, but I don't. You know, you know, Josh has some other shit. But 
I, I don't um, I don't know if he meant with the mask and all too, but I don't know. So I think I think I've seen uh, Leva Bates Blake, blue pants where you know she had a cosplaying gimmick on the Indies. I think I've seen her dressed up as a man kind before. I'm pretty sure I that's have. funny. Uh, but yeah, man, anything you want to add, James? Before we get up out of here. Yeah, so, uh, like, are they going to, like, when are we going to get the official Kofi Mania t-shirt? Do you think that's going to come through, like, later tonight? Or you think it's already out while we're talking? Do you think, like, it ain't out yet because, like, next week they're going to fuck us again for, like, half an hour and then they put them back in the match because, oh my they, God. you know, they didn't want to play with us? Yeah, okay. it, it doesn't feel official. I didn't see a graphic go up. I didn't see any of that, so... Um only graphic i've seen is on that leaked instagram ad but um anyway that's gonna wrap up the show thank you guys for listening we are up out of here peace sorry chad